The Gulf Coast Growth Show is sponsored by Chevron Pasadena Refinery and is an extension of the Economic Alliance Houston Port Region, where our mission is to market and grow a vibrant regional economy. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gulf Coast Growth Show. I'm your host, Jason Lee, joined with Zeke Smith, my co-host. What's up, man? Glad to have you today. And we have Brandon Mobile. He is the Manager of Strategic Development and Government Affairs and Performance Contractors. And Brandon, as well, we've had you on before as a representative of ABC locally, but now you're part of the Executive Committee nationally. That's right. Um, and so, and, and guys, we've seen Brandon, on the, we've had you on the show before. Uh, you're always bringing tremendous value, but I mean, I, th- I feel like, 90% of the population that's going to listen to this has either heard you or met you just because of your significant impact in the, in the construction space in general. Well, thank we, you. We're just humbled to have you, but uh, we couldn't get, wait to get you out of here because we're going to talk about the Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, there's really just a lot about that. But uh, I think probably the most exciting thing is just your general passion for the industry and uh, getting you out here to just share that because there's always wisdom that comes from you when we have you on the show. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for joining us. And so, Brandon, for those that, um, that maybe don't know you, Maybe the two or three just, people that don't yeah, know him. Two, the, yeah, yeah, maybe the two or three people. It's a new haircut. He looks right. different. Right. He's a new, yeah. new man. Lean machine. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's so, right. Uh, but hey, give us a, just a quick background of like, really, I think it's two-pronged, your, your relationship to the construction industry in and of itself, but also your kind of why it is that you've taken and embraced so much around the political side of things and a lot of these, that, you know, what warrants your education in the IRA? Like, right, what makes that a, a thing that, why are you the guy that's out championing this stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. So, Jason, I've been with performance for 16 years. That's that's my entire career wow. in the construction industry. Uh, I've had a lot of roles. I started actually in, in human resources and recruiting. Uh, I've done some uh, done a little bit of everything. You know, when we when we built our fab shop, we built our HR building. I, I kind of did the internal project management, uh, moved into sales about 10 years ago and business development. And about two years ago, I took a role in strategic development, which is still some business development, some market analysis and research, government affairs and, and industry relations. Uh, and so, I, you know, before that, I'd worked on political campaigns. I worked on uh, work for one of the two major political parties. And by the end of this podcast, you could probably guess which of the two it was. Uh, but uh, it was, you know, so so I had that background in politics. I've always been passionate about that. And so to bring that into this construction industry that I love so much uh, was just it was it was a no brainer for me. And so, uh, you know, and and in my passion, just where I where I grew up and, you know, performance was a major employer in the small town I grew up in in Louisiana. There was a town called Pierre Part, Louisiana. And one of the jokes in Louisiana used to call it Pierre Formance because there were so many people from Pierre Part that worked at performance. And so. I just had a love for these guys. My, my, my cousins, my uncles, my nephews, they all were, you know, they were pipe fitters, they were welders, they were project managers, they were vice presidents, whatever, in this industry. And so a lot of that passion comes from just everybody I grew up with is in this industry. So let's awesome. make it as, as great as we can, you know, and, and, and secure for the next generation. Now my, my niece works at Performance now, you know, so awesome. we're on that wow. third generation now. So, so, so cool. let's keep it going. Let's keep it as, as great as it can be. Fantastic. Well, uh, you have, uh, I mean, when I think of guys who dedicated their lives to an industry, I can't think of anybody who represents that better than you. Well, so. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about the IRA, right? The Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, just over, at a high level, what what is it? What is What does that consist of? So the Inflation Reduction Act was passed into law in uh, late August uh, 2022. 
And what it what it does is actually kind of funny because the Congressional Budget Office expects that it's going to increase inflation by two to four percent in the short term. So it's one of those great Washington D.C. you know shell game, uh, you know, watch the ball under the cup. But it would it would it effectively do, it does a lot of things. But what it does for us is it changes the tax incentives for clean energy and energy transition type projects. Before the Inflation Reduction Act, there was about four or five available tax credits. They were worth about thirty percent. They were worth, actually, they were worth exactly 30%. The Inflation Reduction Act expanded those four, added another eight, and they dropped the 30% to 5% unless you meet certain criteria that happen to benefit President Biden's constituency more okay. than they benefit the construction industry. Mm-hmm. And those two criteria were you had to use a certain percentage of your workforce had to be in a DOL registered apprenticeship, and you had to pay the prevailing wage in the county you were doing the project. Okay that would bring you back up to 30%. And so there's been a lot of confusion about the Inflation Reduction Act because it's a brand new program. It's administered by the IRS. So when you hear prevailing wage and you hear apprenticeship, you think DOL. DOL has nothing to do with this. It's all IRS. And Which is the Department of Treasury, by the way. Right, right. And so there's not a lot of crosstalk between those departments in, yeah. in Washington, D.C. Uh, Treasury has been reaching out to labor to get some guidance, but Treasury has also kind of made it clear in conversations and in published guidance that this is not going to be the DOL policies. We're going to do this a certain way. So the big confusion was the the bill was passed in basically the Treasury Department had to come up with guidance. And then that would start a 90-day ticking clock before the law went into effect. The guidance came out November 29th, 2022. The guidance was woefully inadequate. There was, I mean, there's just not enough. Vague. To, it was vague. Vague is an understatement. Yeah. And so, but because they issued the guidance on January 29th of this year, the law went into effect. ABC and other groups have been going back to them going, guys, no one can build a project with this guidance. We don't know if we're going to get the tax credit or not. And a lot of these renewable projects without this tax credit aren't economically viable. Mm-hmm. So the IRS Treasury Department decided that they're going to go through the official government rulemaking process for this to issue kind of the final guidance. And that's a blessing and a curse. The blessing on that is that it's a very thorough process and it's a very transparent process. The curse is it's very thorough and it's very transparent, which means it takes a long time. Mm, Understood. So the guidance, the proposed rulemaking was published on August 26th. The comment period ended about a month ago. I don't know when this will air, but when we're as we're recording this, it ended in mid-October. There was almost 9,000 comments that they have to go to, mm-hmm. which is going to take some time. And then they're going to clean up their proposed rulemaking, and then they're going to submit the final rulemaking. At our best guess, the earliest we would see it is January of next year. The latest we would see it is sometime in the second quarter that you would see the final rulemaking. But the other confusing thing that they did when they issued the proposed rulemaking they actually published and said, treat this proposed rulemaking as the new guidance that supersedes the old guidance. So if you were following the guidance that came out in November, throw that away and follow it. That's something that's never been done in the rulemaking process or never that in anything that we've been involved with where they said, take this proposed rulemaking and treat it as the rule until we pass the rule. Wow. Okay. So clear as mud. Right. Exactly. Got it. Clear as mud. Got it. And basically, there, there's some, correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon, there's some language in the, the law where some of the 
policies change from 2023 to 2024, right? So percentage, which is interesting because you had no enforcement, right? That's one of the things we didn't know is who's enforcing this. It's a treasury law, right? IRS, but it's got DOL standards. Who's enforcing? And I've, we've, I know you have too, spoken with DOL representatives. They didn't know this bill was happening until well after it was passed. And, and so they're definitely not enforcing it. Right, this will right. be enforced by treasury. Uh, but yeah, you're right. There was actually a 2022. So it went, That's right. the, the apprenticeship requirements were if the project started in 2022, 10% of your workforce had to be That's apprentices. Right. 2023 is 12 and a half. 2024 and beyond is 15%. 15. Well, the law didn't go into effect till 2023. So the 10% never occurred. <laughs> and then because of the guidance and how vague it is, only one project's going to the field. So only one project will fall under the 12 and a half percent unless something starts in the next 45 days before the end of the year, only one project will fall in the 12%. So we have been only talking the 15%. We we're trying not to confuse people. So we're, we have been saying, if you do a project, it's 15% apprenticeship. Don't even worry about, the, you know, unless you're in the extreme edge case of starting your project before January 1st of next year, it's going to be 15% apprenticeship. Well, we're 11 minutes into this podcast and I'm concerned that there's going to be people trying to leave the industry because they're already confused. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah, sure. I, mean, I get it. I get We've it. had webinars and breakfasts and panels of attorneys and more Brandons and and still and these poor folks are getting asked to be on panels to help explain to the laymen in the room laymen and laywomen and they're like let me just start with I don't have all the answers because right. there's not the answers are not out there right 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 and and you know ABC and economic Alliance and other groups go to DC to talk to lawmakers but they they've hidden the folks that writ, wrote this bill, right? They've hidden them away, right? Um, so you can't go ask. Well, what what was the intent here? What was this? What right. does this mean, right? So um, it's just re really been interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I'm sure, like Brandon, I'm having more and more conversations with our teams and owners about. I think now owners are starting to evaluate. Hey, is the tax is is the is the the you know juice worth the squeeze here? Is the tax credit that we're going to be eligible for worth the additional costs and paperwork and just red tape we have to go through to put this project in motion the chase for penalties i mean there are penalties if you if right. you right. screw up and the the interesting thing about these penalties are if you if you never file the application after the project for the tax credit you're never penalized but if you file that application and you screwed something up all of a sudden you have these kind of compounding penalties that you have to be aware of right wow. so the tax credit's got to be you know significant enough to say all right we're going to go through with this and file it but then, you know, the compliance piece of it is you're going to, have to hire a headcount to enforce this on a job site, right? So it's not just 15% of Brandon's contractors and, and, and Zeke's, it's of the workforce. But then contractors are like, well, I don't want to keep up with that, right? So I'm going to do 15% for myself. You're going to do 15% for yourself. And so it's just, it's mm. super convoluted. Now, the, the advantage, what Brandon talked about is the apprenticeship is, I think 70% of apprenticeships are actually merit shop, not necessarily union. So that may help. Some of the folks like us get more business that do have apprenticeship programs or work with apprenticeship programs. So that could be a benefit. Right. But just the the confusion, because we like to be simple. Like, tell us what to do. We're going to go do it. Tell us what to build. We're going to go build it. Right. right. Tell us what people to, where to put them, when, and how long. We'll do it. Right. right. What's well, going to cost us? You know, Z, part of that, another big issue is what they call the participation clause, which says that if, if you have a subcontractor on site that has four or more employees on site, one of those, that would qualify. So when we say your workforce, as we understand from the Treasury Department, it would be below your general foreman. So okay. your foreman on down would be your workforce. 
They also include some things that, as construction contractors, we would consider indirects. They're okay. going to include all your, your whole watch, your fire watch, your crane operators, things that we consider indirect costs. They still consider part of the direct workforce. That's right. But, you know, the confusion is with the participation clauses, if you bring on a sub and they have four people, one of them must be an apprentice by law or you get fined. And there are some... Uh, there are some crafts that are less apprenticeable. That's a new word I learned in the last year. Right. Less apprenticeable than others. And so it may be difficult for some very specialty subcontractors that run small crews to meet that participation guideline. The good thing is it is for the project. And so if, if Apache and Performance are doing are both on this project and Apache is having an issue and they're at 8%, but performance can bump up to 20% and the job finishes at 15, the, the client is safe. And so it's going to be up to the client or a strong general contractor to manage right, with everyone on site where that number is. Right. So that's a, the, one of my next questions. And it's kind of a two-pronged question, um, but same same topic. But the, the thought process is with all this convolution, um, when, if I'm an operator, a business owner, and I'm trying to trying to sort through this stuff and I don't have a brand, right? I don't have a brand out there championing this stuff. Like, are there companies or these, I mean, because it's a, a treasury deal, do you, is it your CPA? Like, who are you going to? Cause like, for example, right now, if I want to get tax credits, they have companies that dedicate their whole business to making sure that I get the effective tax credits. Right. Is it a tax credit company that I'm trying to hire? So, I mean, who's so, out there right now trying to decipher this information that I can onboard as a business owner to help me figure it out. So as of now, uh, I would say from what I've seen, the best source of knowledge for this is ABC. Okay. And I know a lot of our owners, you know, owner community are not members, but I can tell you that, you know, there are owners in the ship channel that have recently joined ABC and the membership for owners is actually very cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's very low cost. So ABC is a great resource. The other thing is contractors. I've had conversations with five major owners in the last two months just talking about IRA compliance. Okay. Um, and not necessarily for projects that we're on yet. You know, projects that they're considering that they just, they've seen me, whether it's at the Rice Global Forum or, or you know, ABC Breakfasts or whatever, and they wanted more guidance. And so we come in and try to help. So, you know, that's, right now there's no third parties really doing this. You need a, you either need a GC that's well-versed in it, okay. or I would recommend you know, you go get an ABC membership. And like I said, there's a special category just for owners, for construction users. And it's a, it's a much cheaper category than we pay as contractors. And then you get the free access to ABC's regulatory team up in DC who, who are in treasury's office every week telling them, guys, this is, this stuff, we don't know what this means. No one knows what this means. Can you clarify? And so trying to help guide the guidance, basically. Gotcha. Local attorneys and guys in national. There's some local firms that are part of ABC as well and part of the alliance that can help. I mean, that's what I'd go to. I'm sure there's, at this stage, I'm sure there's some consultants out there that are doing some kind of work around it, but nothing I've seen. Nothing you've seen. And the the thing is, it's so new that if any consultant comes and tells you they're an expert on it, they're a liar. I mean, it's, it's, they're just not. And the closest thing to an expert I can think of, there's two or three attorneys. uh, There's, there's one based here in Houston. There's one in DC that, that immediately spring to mind. That's the first two people I would call. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, if if you know me out there in, in the in podcast land, give me a shout. Uh, you know, I'm not sponsored, so I won't plug anybody on the show. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'd be happy. We'd be happy to share information or just call your ABC chapter. Call Jeff Nielsen and he can he can help you get those resources. Also. And if you would like to uh, sponsor us and send over some money, that's right. Uh, we can absolutely edit your name into this. That's podcast. right. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. That's so right. Brandon's talking and it's like. 
Brandon's appearance is sponsored by sponsored by such and such law firm, PC Professional Counsel. So just if you were thinking that. Now, because I don't want to run out of time, let me. I want you know, there's lots of great information we continue to chat about, but assuming this stuff gets sorted out, right, and it's and it's working, or repealed after the election. Well, my question, my question, from a big picture perspective, is is I mean, you 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 know, love and believe in this industry. You've been around for a long time. Does this help create more opportunity for us? Does this create more jobs? Does it create more projects? I, uh, if you were to fast forward three years from now, we're looking back at this. Will we look back and say, hey, question. there was a lot of business generated? I mean, politics aside, right? Parties aside, this thing actually worked out for us, you know, once the mud was cleared up. I think it does. So, Jason, I'll be honest with you. If not for the apprenticeship and, and prevailing wage piece, I would say 100% absolutely uh, this, this, it's a no doubt home run. Because if you look in our industry, we're complete, we're competing go- globally. It's not like a hospital where you have to build a hospital where the sick people are, right? Right. You can build a chemical plant in Freeport. You can build it in Baton Rouge. You can build it in Qatar. You can build it in Shanghai. Right. And so we're competing with Qatar and Shanghai. What, where we've been as an industry in the Gulf Coast competitive is our productivity is very strong. Right. Where we've not been competitive is our labor rates right. are 10, 15, in some cases, 100 times higher than they are in the Middle East or in Asia. Wow. What this gave is with this tax credit, you could you offset some of our costs increase with the right. 30% tax credit. The problem is because of the apprenticeship and the prevailing wage, you further increase the cost of labor. And so it, it is, is the juice worth the squeeze? Now, there are production credits where the juice is going to absolutely be worth the squeeze. But there are installation credits where you're going to have to get with your CFO. You're going to have to get with your, your attorneys and decide if that's the case or not. I think ultimately there are projects that will go in the U.S. and only will be economically feasible because of this tax credit. I think it's l- much less than it could have been had the government not kind of shoehorn their special interest into this. Um, you know, so I'd love to see if there is a change in leadership in D.C., uh, you know, call it Clean Energy for All Act and and just reauthorize the IRA and take out the labor provisions, because I think it would be a huge deal. We're seeing it with the CHIPS Act right now. You right. know, performance does work in the semiconductor space and that business is blowing up. And it's because of the CHIPS Act. It, it, but even the CHIPS Act has the same kind of labor issues. And in some cases, some of our clients in the semiconductor industry are foregoing on some projects, not on all projects, but they're going to say, Hey, on this project, chips act funding doesn't make sense for us because of what it does to labor costs. And so, you know, it's, it could have been so great for the economy and it could have, well, it would have never reduced inflation, but it could have been so great for the economy had Washington, not Washington up. You and I had the conversation before DC was a little more like Pasadena, Texas. It'd be a lot better. Right. Right. And unfortunately that's never going to happen, but um, it could have been great. I think it still could be very good. uh, But we really just need to get this guidance because right now, if you're an owner and you're looking at, you know, financial, you know, economics on these projects, there's so much uncertainty. How do you, how do you make a decision? How do you make a decision? That'd be tough to do. Yeah, when you, you know, if we look at it and say it wasn't a success, a lot of it too is like we're Brandon's time, our time, ramping up, going and talking to these owners and, and putting bids together and they're not going forward, right? That's time we could be spent somewhere else where a project is going forward. So Understood. that could be where it could right. really fall apart right. is that like like Brandon, I'm spending more time with 
my bid team and talking about numbers. What's this going to cost us? How can we pull it off? Can we do it? If none of those things go, where could our time have been spent better and more productively, right? right? So that's, our that's our estimators be. don't need any more practice. They get plenty of practice. No doubt. You know? yeah, exactly so, right. You know? but, but that being said, Jason, I will say, as, as I look at the proposed rulemaking, which I believe a lot of it's going to go into final rulemaking, it's, it's very much doable. We can comply. Performance can comply. A lot of our competition can probably comply, but we can definitely comply if you're mm-hmm. out there and you need a contractor. But, uh, <laughs> Same. you know, you know we're, it's, <laughs> it's the, the, apprenticeship, <laughs> the apprenticeship is very easy. It's the same training we've been doing forever. Mm-hmm. We've just kind of changed the format. And, you know, the Construction Maintenance Education Foundation, which is an affiliate of ABC uh, down here in Pasadena, they got way ahead of this. And so they now have... I think it's 18 registered apprenticeships, and it's all the crafts that you need to build a plant. It's pipe fitters, it's welders, it's riggers, it's Literally crane operators. And so they can handle all of your apprenticeship training. When you hire in, you know, our policy for our company is going to be if you are an unskilled or less skilled laborer, you will be in an apprenticeship program if you're on an IRA project. And we're going to pay for you to go to the training, and, mm-hmm. and we're going to do all that. But as we look at those numbers... That's a higher number than 15%. So we feel very comfortable with that. And then for projects in the Gulf Coast, if you look at prevailing wage, the best example I could give you, Brazoria County, prevailing wage posted for a pipe fitter is $13 an hour and a dollar on burdens. We're not getting pipe fitters for that. Right. So we're blowing the prevailing wage out of the water. Uh, the only place that prevailing wage is really going to increase costs is going to be in the Pacific Northwest and the Northeast and probably California. But even there... There, even though we're paying much more in prevailing wage, there is some increased cost because we have to track and document. So you're going to have to have a person who's dedicated to tracking that hours. so that when the owner sends in their application, all of that prevailing wage is documented. CMEF is going to take care of all the apprenticeship documentation, but you have to pay them for that too, right? And so there definitely are increased costs, but it's it's extremely manageable. And it's something that we can help, you know, as a, as a construction industry, we can help the owners Fantastic. get over that hump. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Zeke, before we wrap up, is there anything? Yeah, yeah. Home stretch. Just talking about yeah. performance. We talked a lot about your ABC affiliation, but performance, um, obviously a well-known brand here locally now, uh, Louisiana-based company, but certainly a, a big player in, in around this region. So what do you got coming up? Any big announcements? Um, you know, I know you guys received a pretty prestigious award from ABC last year. You're pretty proud of. So share that with us. Yeah. So it's actually been a, a big year for performance yeah. from an industry recognition standpoint. So earlier this year, we were named the uh, 2023 ABC National Contractor of the Year. Wow. So out of their 21,000 members, we were National Contractor of the Year. Uh, HBR, General Contractor Large, Best of the Best. We got the uh, we got the gold medal for their safety awards. Uh, we just, uh, EHS Today Magazine just named us one of the safest companies in the country. Nice. Uh, military Times ranked us in their top 50 for military-friendly employers. We're the only construction company in the United States that made wow. that list. that's unbelievable. Uh, so we've had a lot of great industry recognition. We won a couple of Eagle Awards this year and uh, at ABC National for a couple of big projects and just won a, just won a Excellence in Construction Award here in Houston. And for the first time in our history, we were finalists for the Best of Houston at the EIC. And so there's just a lot of exciting things going on with performance. We've got a lot of growth, uh, a lot of, but we've been very steady. I think the biggest announcement is that we're, we've expanded our services. And so, you know, now we've never been known as a maintenance contractor. We are now full service maintenance. We can do paint, insulation, INE, scaffolding. We're not going to do that on every project, but to go after those maintenance projects, we have launched those business lines. Uh, so, 
you know, we, we've got some new business lines. We're working in some new regions, and there's just a lot of exciting things going on. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So great company, uh, and then here in Houston, from a brand representation, couldn't be let out by a better guy well, that I, I can think that. of. Uh, just from the industry and then also just from a human perspective, great father, great husband. Uh, great man. So, uh, Brandon, you've been great to have on the show today. I use great like a hundred times, but it's easy to do when I'm around you. So, um, Zeke, I think we were done. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for coming. Yeah. As always, brother. Um, it was great to have a conversation. Could talk all day. We yeah. can do a Rogan podcast here. Yeah, I can do hours. this with Brandon all day long. Uh, great stuff. Uh, again, IRA might be a little confusing for those that are out there. Uh, I would encourage Brandon is very active in the community. Uh, if you need to reach out to him, he's on LinkedIn. You can reach out and connect to him through LinkedIn uh, at the same time. Uh, get involved and get plugged in both through the Economic Alliance and through Association of Builders and Contractors because those are the type of organizations. We're not just Chamber of Commerces that uh, give you a place to network. No offense to those. No, no. Yeah, yeah, no offense to Chamber. I'm sorry. Advocacy. Advocacy group, yeah. Chambers are great places for the local community, but from an advocacy perspective, there's it's, it's going yeah. beyond... Uh, our walls here in our local communities and stretching all the way out to Washington, right? Yep, Which that's is, right. And you need organizations that are going to go try to champion that stuff for you because Absolutely. it impacts you here back at home. Brandon, what's your saying, buddy? What's the saying you've shamelessly stolen? Get get into politics or get out of business. There you go. And it's, and it's go. never been more true than it is right now, for Amen. sure. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in today. Uh, as always, we try to bring you great content. If you ever, ever want to get plugged into us, you can always connect with myself or Zeke Smith. We're always looking for a great uh uh, guests for the show, yep. feedback and ideas and suggestions. At the same time, if you want to get plugged in and follow our uh, podcast, and we would ask that you, well, really, the first thing I would plead for you to do is get this information out. This is relevant stuff to folks in your industry. Somebody needs to hear this. So pass it on to the person that needs to hear it. And if you want to subscribe, go to the great, uh, HoustonPortRegion.com's website under media. You can click right there. It'll take you down to a place where you can subscribe to all of our channels and uh, your favorite media channels where you can listen to the show every week. Uh, thank you again for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to go to the Economic Alliance Houston Port Region website and subscribe to our channels. And let's pay it forward by sharing the good news of what's happening in our region by passing this episode to somebody you know.